everybody, and welcome to the Cinefessions podcast. I'm your co-host, Brandon Shawin, and joining me today, I have my two co-hosts, as I always do. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. I'm Chris Ransom. I'm Ash Collins. Excellent. Thank you guys for joining me today. So for the month of October, for the wonderful holiday that is Halloween, we decided that we were going to do a 13 days of Halloween special, just because we are too busy to do 31 days like we would have loved to do, but we get 13 days here at Cinefessions, so we're going to take advantage of those. And at this point, when this podcast is going live, will be Halloween. So happy Halloween if you're listening on the day. And this will be the 13th and final day. And unlike our podcast in the past, instead of reviewing a film, we're going to do a top five podcast list. So in this situation, we have five top five lists that we're going to go through. And uh, it's all going to be horror film related for obvious reasons. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed our 13 days of Halloween. I know we had a Nightmare on Elm Street series review go live from Ash. We had Chris put up a Halloween series review. And you have myself putting up a Scream series review along with a bunch of other reviews from Ash and Chris and myself. Can put a couple up as well, believe it or don't. Usually it's Chris and Ash putting up the reviews, but why not? It's Halloween, right? Go nuts. For our October podcast, let's just jump right into it. So we're going to start off, we kind of did a article on this in the past, right when we first started doing the uh, the podcast thing, it was a top five Cinefessions list, which is kind of the the whole spirit of the website is, you know, admitting where our blind spots are in, in the cinematic universe and then trying to fill those, you know, try to watch those movies as we go along so that we are better movie going people, I guess, if you will, whatever the case is, just so we've seen them. Um, so for the month of October, we're going to go back to the top five Cinefessions, except this time it's going to be the top five personal horror Cinefessions. Now, a lot of podcasts I know will kind of discuss their lists beforehand so that they don't have doubles, but that's not the way we roll here. I don't care if we have doubles. I'm sure we're going to have doubles. That's totally fine. I'm sure each of us will have something different to say about why we've picked uh, said movie. And so we have not gone over any of our lists with the other co-hosts here. And I think that'll be the best way to do it because uh, it'll be a little more uh, improvisational as opposed to knowing everything that's going on. So let me start right off. I Each list I have, I guess I, I didn't ask you guys. And you may not have listed it this way, but I listed one through five. And so, you know, I'm going to start off at number five and work through number one. Do you guys have like, is number five your lowest and number one your highest? Or you just kind of put five randomly? I went with the general number one is like the biggest. Then... Okay. Yeah, I, I went uh, I went descending. So it starts at five, goes to one. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so we're all on the same page, which shocked me, shocked me. And, and first off, before we even jump into this, I just want to thank you guys both again for coming to my wedding. I got married last last month, end of September. I just want to thank you guys very much. It was great having you both there, and hopefully you guys had some fun. Um, so, Chris, what is your number five personal horror cinefession? Now, again, this is going to be movies, horror movies that we feel we should have seen, but for whatever reason, we just haven't yet. So, Chris, what is your number five? It, it's a weird one, but um, I've not seen any of the sequels, but Psycho 2 it's not number five on my list. Okay, I like it. Um, oh, the biggest reason is um, the director of Camp Dread has been like talking about it like constantly on Twitter. Like it's his inspiration, and like he loved it, and that was one of the like deciding factors for the way Camp Dread plays out. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So I haven't seen. I kind of want to see that. So, yeah, that sounds um, like a good one. I think Scream Factory just released like Psycho two, three, and maybe four on Blu-ray. And I was thinking about picking them up because I haven't seen the I haven't seen the sequels either, and I've been interested in seeing them. 
No, Psycho 2 is actually the first one I saw out of that series. It's been a long time, though. You saw that before you saw the original Psycho? Yep. Oh, wow. My number five is actually a fairly old one as well. Uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I have mm. never seen that movie, <laughs> ever. Uh, like, it was on in reruns You're not and on the TV and everything, and I just happened to miss it. And it's one of those classic Universal monsters that I just kind of missed. That's when I actually watched, I think it was last year, because they released that set on uh, Blu-ray, and Creature from the Black Lagoon was actually on Blu-ray 3D, and so I ended up watching that last year. Um, I also went with a, a more classic film. I went with uh, The Innocents from 1961, and the reason this one kind of came on my radar recently was because the uh, Criterion Collection just released their Blu-ray of it, and it's supposed to be an awesome transfer. And I've been hearing a lot of excellent things about the film, how it's, it still holds up today as being a genuinely creepy film. And so I had to put The Innocence on my list because I've not yet seen that film. And that's one I definitely want to check out soon. Have either of you guys seen that one? I've never even heard of it. Oh, okay. No, I haven't heard of it either. Okay. Well, hey, I don't feel so, I don't feel so bad then. All right, Chris, what's number four? Uh, Freaks, which is from the director of Dracula, mm-hmm. the original. Uh, never seen it and with uh, American Horror Story doing the freak show theme like it's just in my head now and I should go see it it's supposed to be really good yeah I've heard a lot about it the Todd Browning freaks I really want to see that one as well I was almost on my on my list here because that's one I haven't seen either Ash what is your number four on your list my number four and I bet you two won't believe me when I tell you this but I have never seen Dawn of the Dead the original Whoa! wow that is very surprising yeah, I, I I've seen the remake and I and I love the remake, but I've never actually sat down and watched the original at all. You are definitely in for a treat. Have you seen the rest of Romero's Dead series? I haven't seen the Diary of the Dead, I think, but okay. I did see the the one that he made before that, and I had seen Day of the Dead. I actually used to own that on VHS, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Night of the Living Dead was actually like one of the first zombie movies I ever saw. So yeah, I've seen the rest of those. Okay. All right, so Chris, what is your number three on your list? You, you didn't give us your four, did you? Nope, shit. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so my number four is, and this is actually one I was just talking with, with Chris about the other day because he mentioned it, um, and it's I, I bought you the book for, I think it was your birthday last year. It was about the, the series, uh, Phantasm. I've never mm-hmm. seen Phantasm. Is it the tall man? Is that the, the main guy? Yes. Or? Okay. Yep. Yeah, like I've heard about it. Um, uh, but aside from the fact that there's a character called the tall man and he's kind of the main character, I really don't know anything about the series at all, except for the fact that the whatever the hell it is, like the, the gold sphere or whatever that holds all of them goes for a lot of money online, which is probably why I just never bought them. Yeah, all the movies are expensive because I was, I was looking it up. And it's weird because like only number two has a Blu-ray release. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen the second one and I have never seen any of the others. <laughs> Did Scream Factory do the Phant- uh, Phantasm release? Phantasm 2? Yeah, I believe they did. So yeah. it's kind of weird that they would skip 1 and right. 3 and 4. There's got to be licensing issues. But they might be waiting for a 5 since, I mean, it's done. Just oh, that's right. To be re-released. That's what brought up that conversation was you asked me yes. if I heard about it. And I said, mm, yeah. nope. The big old stealth filming and everything. Everyone was surprised. Hmm. It was like, oh, hey, we're not just announcing it, but it's done filming. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. Excellent. So, Chris, what's your number three? My number three is Don't Look Now from 1973. It uh, stars Donald Sutherland. It's about this couple who 
lose their child in a drowning and then they're in Italy and they start seeing their daughter everywhere and they meet like these gypsies who say maybe their daughter's not so dead. I don't know. It just <laughs> popped up. I don't know. I just recently heard about it, but it's supposed to be really good. And there's like some controversial sex scene. Like the sex was supposed to have been like real. It caused like this Hollywood drama. Oh, wow. So up to this point, trashy (laughs) and we love trashy. (laughs) So that's awesome. Um, up to this point, your list could like, I could take your list and use it as my list because that's another one that I was considering putting on my list was (laughs) don't look now. Ash, have you seen that one? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, which is, in, I, I missed a lot of Donald Sutherland. I love Donald Sutherland, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen a lot of his movies. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, same boat, same boat. What about you, Ash? What's number three? Uh, I'm actually hitting the 1970s as well. I think this was 70s. Uh, Dracula with Christopher Lee. I have never seen any of Christopher Lee's Dracula movies. I don't think I have either. What is it just Dracula or is it is there like another there's like a series of them. Uh, they, it was I don't know if Hammer did them, uh, but there was like uh, there was like a there's like a couple different sequels to it. I think Christopher Palmer might be in some of them too. But okay. yeah, uh, or no, not Christopher Palmer. I forget who was uh, at the time, but yeah, Christopher Lee plays Dracula in each of them, and there was like a whole bunch of them. And I'd heard about them, and I'd seen like clips from them, but I've never actually sat and watched the original. Hmm. Yeah, they're they're Hammer films. Okay. It's another one I haven't seen either. So so my number three on my list is uh, one in a... I bought the Blu-ray collection uh, three or four or five years ago, <laughs> whenever it first came out. Um, and I just haven't watched any of the movies. I've seen the, I've seen the remake, which is not very good. Um, but it's The Omen from 1976. Uh, for whatever reason, I just have not seen The Creepy Kid. Like I said, I've seen the remake and it didn't wow me at all. Um, it was kind of, it came out during the time when all the, all those Amityville Horror was getting a remake, um, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre started all that, when all those movies were getting remakes. And I saw the remake, but I, it didn't, it didn't impress me at all. And so I just never went back and watched the original. Um, but I know there are four because they're sitting in my horror shelf unwatched. <laughs> yes, the remake came out on 6606. Ah, so. oh, right. That was the big marketing ploy. That and Devil. They both released the same day, I believe. Devil. I could be wrong. The one the, with the M. elevator? The Shyamalama. Yeah. 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 That was a disappointment. I actually went back and read my review of that one recently because I was thinking about watching it because I kind of wanted to. And then I reread my review and realized, no, I don't need to watch this. It's, it's not god-awful. But, no, it's not by any stretch. But it's not very good. But there's only so much you can do. Yeah. You know how I feel about, like movies driving home like a religious point and i've forgotten about that and i read my review and it reminded me that there's that that's in there and i was like ah that's that's all right i'll pass i'll watch (laughs) something else instead (laughs) all right so on to number two Uh, number two for me is peeping tom which i picked out of the shock value book you gave me Mm -hmm. a couple years ago and i've never seen it and it just it sounds like my kind of film I mean, come on, he kills people and then, like, captures their dying face on camera. Like, what's not to love about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, a lot of, you know, uh, historians will predate even Psycho with Peeping Tom as kind of the start of the themes of the horror, of the slasher genre. And so that's another one that I feel like it's important for me to watch, being such a huge slasher fan. I just have not gotten to either. <laughs> Ash, what is your number two on your list? 
Okay, my next two are actually uh, are uh, directed by Cronenberg. Um, uh, but my number two is Videodrome. I had not seen that, and I like Cronenberg movies. I, lo- I love The Fly. His remake of The mm-hmm. Fly is probably one of my favorites in mm-hmm. that end of it, uh, as far as remakes go. But yeah, I just had never seen Videodrome at all, and I need to. It's awesome. Yeah, I watched it recently um from with the uh, criterion blu-ray release and it is excellent (laughs) body horror along like it's just like the fly in terms of body horror it's excellent it's crazy (laughs) all right so my number two is uh, this is one that we talked about when we first did our cinefessions list and i still have not gotten to see it but it's one i need to uh the dario argento suspiria from 1977 I kind of touched on it a little bit back then, so I won't spend too much time, but it's just a giallo that I feel like has my name written all over it, and I just really need to get to. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) I have it somewhere. I haven't seen it. I've seen clips from it, but I haven't actually actually watched it. Yeah. So our number ones now. Chris, what do you think is your number one personal horror cinefashion? Roman Polanski's Repulsion. Okay. Never seen it, but I, I've always wanted to, and I don't know why I haven't. <laughs> I hear it's just like the film to see, like the descent into madness kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're five for five. I've not seen any of your cinefessions <laughs> either. So, um, Ash, what is your number one? Okay, it's known by two different titles. In the US, they call it They Came From Within, and the original title for it was Shivers. Uh, that's also mm-hmm. another Cronenberg film. I just I've never gotten around to seeing it. Uh, another like, bunch of mine from the seventies, actually. Now that I'm looking at the list, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I just haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. Yeah, three fifths of mine are from the seventies as well. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, so you have to let us know how it is when you watch it. So my number one, and I am a big fan of the original. The sequel I've only seen once, and it was okay. But it's the number three in the entry. And I actually just went to go see um, I went to go see this on stage in Chicago. I have never seen Army of Darkness. <gasps> you, you. Oh my yeah. god. You have never seen Army of Darkness? Are you no. serious? I own a t-shirt that says Army of Darkness on it, and I still have <laughs> never seen Army of Darkness. And the the sad thing is, you have like six or seven different home video versions to choose from now. And I own multiples. Yeah, <laughs> I just haven't watched it. That's great. Yeah, so that's my that's definitely got to be my number one. Oh, I used that. I watched that like religiously when it came out <laughs> on, on VHS with my buddies. Like, and when did that come out? Ninety two, and I yeah. think come ninety three. Just like we watched that like all the time, and we I, I, I would quote that through college. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so that yeah, that's that's my biggest embarrassment. I would say from the ones I haven't seen. Um, excellent. So. And now the goal is obviously I want to watch all five of these, you know, and I want to be able to, to discuss all five of these with some intelligence. Um, so that's the that's the point of the Cinefessions lists. Now we're going to talk about top five horror sequels. Now, as I was going through and making my list, I wish I would have put sequels. I wish I would have included remakes on this list. Did you guys include remakes on your list at all? Mm, I don't think Not so. Not for the sequels list, no. Okay. Yeah, I wish I would have included it because I feel like I would have had um, a lot more 
I don't know, options, and I would have felt a lot more comfortable well, with my I might have cheated a little, so I Uh-oh. might have a I might have a remake, possibly. Okay, that's sorta. fine. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. All right, I'm going to jump in here. I'm going to start at number five. And this is one that Ash and, and Chris and I have been talking a little bit about on Twitter. And then when, before we started recording, we were kind of joking around about it. Uh, it's not going to be a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Chris. I apologize. <laughs> but it'll be a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Everything that number two kind of does wrong, number three corrects and make it is a, once again a Nightmare on Elm Street film. Uh, it's an awesome movie. I like the original the best, but this one is definitely number two in that series for me. Um, it's you, often... Are st- you like reading my series review in my email that I'm writing or what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of what you just said is in my series review for number three as well. That's funny. No, yeah, because we are recording this before that review goes up, I have not yet read that, so no, I'm just reading your mind, it's all, it's kind of, it's freaky, but it's happening, but, um, so Chris, obviously, we were talking, you are a fan of Nightmare on Elm Street 2, you said you had your mom rented for you all the time. Yes. What did you think of Nightmare on Elm Street 3? It's actually on my list. Oh, <laughs> well, okay, I guess that answers that question. Yeah, I actually bumped 2 off of my list, because I realized 2 is flawed, while 3... <laughs> While three is very, 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 very good. Yeah. Like it just captures everything like that you're expecting and wanting in a Elm Street movie. Yeah, exactly. Excellent. So Ash, what is your number what is your number five horror sequel? Okay, my number five, and this is gonna sound weird because they changed the title at the last minute, but I refuse to call it by the shit title that they gave it <laughs> is Halloween Revenge of Laurie Strode. And I love this movie because they actually, you know, they got her back to reprise the role and everything. And it actually feels like, like if you watch Halloween and then Halloween two, and then went and watched this one, that it would be like a perfect follow up for, you know, you know, kind of down the line, where's Lori at, you know, and, and Michael's still after her. And it's, it was really well done. It's just, they gave it, really crappy title and the revenge of laurie strode works so well and yeah no we're gonna call it halloween h2o (laughs) water what no exactly yeah but anyway so that's my number five i agree completely that almost made my list as well um i was actually talking with bridget she was really wanting to watch h2o so i was like well let's watch halloween one halloween two and then halloween h2o so it kind of does its own series you can that's a trilogy in and of itself almost um it's it's a great it's okay resurrection doesn't exist yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) ll cool j yeah i just watched h2o the other day and it's my my only complaint you'll see at my series review is that the the deaths and the murder and the blood it's barely there it's all like off screen you see the aftermath i think that got released as a pg-13 didn't it no it was r was it yeah i think they dropped the f-bomb a couple times but the surprising thing is the cast. Like, that's a great cast. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the opening. Yeah. The and opening Michelle, is... Michelle Williams. Yeah, the opening is one of my favorite ever. Like, I'll never forget the first time I saw that. I remember renting it from Blockbuster and VHS, and that opening is just... It's stellar. So, Chris, what is your top five? Or, All rather, right. your number five. My number five. Okay, so this is where it's cheating a little. It's okay. But, it, but it's a Halloween 2. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, I should say. Which I know people are like, how can you love that film? 
but personally, I think it captures everything like mentally that Lori would be going through. Yes, I agree with you completely. Actually, I I really liked uh, the follow up to that Rob Zombie put out for that because it it worked so well on a lot of different levels and did a lot of different things that I was not expecting at all. But the horse and mother thing, it's it's weird and it doesn't really make sense. But if you ignore that little thing, <laughs> rest of the movie's fantastic. Yes. First off, I don't think it's cheating at all because it is a sequel. Even though it's a sequel to a remake, I think that's totally fine. But uh, second, I want to hold out judgment on Halloween 2 until I watch it again. I remember my initial thought was I love Halloween, the, the Rob Zombie remake. And then I rented Halloween 2 like the day it came out and I hated it. Um, but I need to go back and watch it again. That was years ago. And... Uh, I want to give it a second chance because I love Rob Zombie's films. He's one of my one of my favorites. And so I really want to give that one a second chance. So I'm going to hold out judging you until that point, at least. And then, then judging away. So. Not the film. Us. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So my number four, this is actually one that I talked about on another podcast for another website that I wrote for. Um, we kind of did a, a, a retrospective of this series when this film came out. And the reason this one is on my list. It was between this one and the second one. I chose the third one, though. The reason the third one's on my list is because I think it's a better it's a better movie. It's a scarier movie than the second one. But the second one was also an option because the first one, it's, it's Paranormal Activity 3. The first Paranormal Activity, everyone ranted and raved about how great it was. It was so good. Oh, you got to see it. Like The marketing ploy was you know scariest thing ever released, yada, yada, yada. And we went to see it, and I would thought it was awful and i've seen it what oh it's <laughs> fucking terrible i've seen it three or four times and i fucking hate paranormal activity like it's i don't know what people like about it i hate See, i love paranormal activity i loathe Crazy. the characters i hate the characters so much okay well yeah if you don't like the characters yeah it yeah. That, that would do it but yeah. then the second one was so good i love the second one see it's i like awesome. the second one too yeah and i, I actually like, like all three of them yeah so. <laughs> and then the third one three three the, is crazy yeah it goes back to like um you know like that that fan cam that they have in that one like awesome i love it and um the the little girls like i just remember the point when one of the little girls is running and just <laughs> stops like she hits a brick wall like oh it's just i get i love it it's a great movie the ending is whatever, you know, they're building a series. So I understand that the ending is kind of what, but the build up to it is excellent. And so the reason that I chose three over two, even though two could have been on there as well, is because of, uh, I think it's just in general, a better, a scarier movie and anything's better than the first piece of shit. So, <laughs> so Ash, what is your number four? My number four is actually from another series review I did. Uh, it is Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. I, I'd actually seen one and two before I saw three. I actually saw them in order, um, or at least not in order, but, you know, as they were released. Uh, three, other than his kind of the, the Cenobites he creates later on on the film, Three for me was fantastic because it hits on everything that I loved about Pinhead and it deals with the duality of uh, him and his his real self and Terry Farrell's in it. And I love her. Uh, so there's <laughs> a little bit of bias there. Uh, but it's it's got the creepy factor down. It has some great effects and and it just it, and I love the guy that they cast as Pinhead. He has some amazing freaking dialogue in that movie. And it's just it's one of my favorites. 
Doug Bradley's Pinhead, right? Through all of them except the the last one. Yes, okay. yes, he is actually, and I just I just found out that he's the Emperor in Star Wars: The Old Republic, the MMO too. And, and I was like, <laughs> I recognize that voice. I was like, Holy shit, it's Pinhead! <laughs> That's the one that opens with the nightclub sequence, right? Yeah, uh, the nightclub sequence is in there. Uh, I think it opens with some guy being dragged into a hospital, and the news and Terry Farrell's like covering like the news reporter. But the 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 nightclub is where the big startup is to all the mayhem and stuff. Yeah, that's all I really remember. I haven't seen that movie in ages. They don't have a good release of it on a home video that's not full screen either uh the the (laughs) widescreen ones that they've done are either crops of the four of the the four by three which look like crap or they're like really crappy transfers that like have double imaging and everything else on it either too so it's just like that's that's fantastic you guys haven't been able to find a film version of this to transfer over or what (laughs) hellraiser is a series i need to spend time with i watched the first one i think last year during uh, our cinefashion summer screen challenge and i kept just falling asleep during it for whatever reason probably work you know and uh it just i never watched any of the other ones after that so i just gotta go back watch the first one again and then work my way through it the first one has some really disgusting gore effects yes (laughs) that part was fantastic yes Mm mm-hmm just remember my series review after three you can stop because they, they <laughs> three was the pinnacle and they just go downhill from there <laughs> excellent uh chris what is your number four well thankfully this is pretty early on in the list so my number four is actually nightmare on elm street three okay perfect so, i think we already covered it yeah so. and ash we'll save your your thoughts for well we'll save your i don't want to hear your thoughts until i read your review so <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my number three from 1986, is going to be aliens. As much as I enjoy alien, I like aliens better than I like alien. Um, uh, it's kind of goes in a different direction. You know, it's more of an action flick than it's more of action horror than kind of the slow burn that is alien. But I love the cast. I love the script. I love everything about Aliens. It's an excellent movie that I think surpasses the original. The way I like to compare Alien and Aliens, Alien is like the haunted house movie where you have the build up to everything. Mm-hmm. Aliens is a full blown zombie flick that you're dropped <laughs> in the middle of it and they just keep coming. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the best way to describe the differences between the two. And they're both good at what they do. Yeah, absolutely. I knew you'd have something to say because you're kind of, I feel like, the, the alien expert. I'm st- you I, Every CSSC, I feel like you watched through the entire Alien series again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Chris, which one do you prefer? Alien. I'm not, I just okay. don't like Aliens. No. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen it since like the DVD originally came out. So. No. But I'm not a big fan. <laughs> I mean, I like Alien 3 also, though, so I'm kind of in the, I'm an outcast in the series. Yeah, Venture like, fanboy. See, I like Alien <laughs> 3. I like Alien 3, but I, I don't like the theatrical cut just because they cut too much out of it. Yeah, I've never seen the theatrical. I've only seen the director's cut, and it's awesome. Yeah, the, well, it's not even the director's cut. It's the production cut. Because oh, by okay. the time they got to cutting the film, Fincher was like giving them the middle finger and was off doing other things. Gotcha. See? The alien expert. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> Ash, what is your number three? Um, my number three goes back to Sam Raimi, uh, and it is the first out of his series that I saw, which was Evil Dead 2. Okay. Um, I'd actually saw an Evil Dead 2 
and Army of Darkness long before I ever saw the first Evil Dead. And I absolutely loved Evil Dead 2. I especially love that they recapped the entire first movie in like the first 10 minutes of the film. Uh, <laughs> just because they didn't have the rights to it. Um, or something along those lines, if I remember right. But yeah, uh, Evil Dead 2 for me was fantastic. Uh, I remember it scared the crap out of me when I saw it as a kid. But I saw it on basic cable when I was like 10. Yeah. Um, and I admit, it, it, and it's grown on me since. I, I love the dark humor. I love the slapstick. I love the horror, and just you know, some great lines in it. One of my favorites. That is one that I can definitely say I just didn't get when I watched it because I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Like, I just watched all this in the first movie. Like, why am I watching this all again? But they're doing it differently. Like, I don't. I just. I genuinely didn't get it, and that's one I need to go back and watch again because I didn't like it the first time I watched it. Yeah, they do that with Army of Darkness, too. Like, the opening sequence to Army of Darkness changes the ending to Evil Dead 2 just slightly. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Now that I'll... I'll maybe I'll get that one. <laughs> Chris, what is your number three? Number three? Well, every time I'm driving down the road and I'm behind a log truck... Like a <laughs> I know you're logs. going already. <laughs> I, I just this, do. and I had it just the other day. I'm like, oh uh, my god, I need to get over. But uh, Final Destination 2, because... That movie is the shit. It's amazing. One of the best opening sequences ever. Like, the opening's awesome. You never know who's going to bite it. It Mm -hmm. teases, it teases. You you can never guess what's going to happen. Love it. Too bad the rest of the movies aren't as good, but... Uh, See, I'd be hard-pressed to pick number two or the last one, number five, because I absolutely love number five. The way it... it, I don't want to give anything away, but the the, The the full circle of it, exactly. I, I did like the ending. That yeah. was about it. I mean, I just felt they ran out of ideas. And I know they're tossing around, like, another movie. Oh, really? But I guess they're having trouble, like, getting a good script. And really, that's all you need. You need a good script mm-hmm. or it doesn't work. Yeah. Number three was okay, but the fourth one was just so terrible. So and I that's remember which one's which. Was that the roller coaster? The third one's the f- f- roller coaster. The fourth one's, like, they're at a, they have a, one of the things is a NASCAR race. I think that's the opening. Uh, and it ends with like the historical fair festival thing. Yes, that one. Yes, uh, I don't like that one at all. It was so yeah. bad, and that's why I was I was expecting the fifth one to be just garbage, and then it it really surprised me. So I like that one a lot. But I love the Final Destination series. I've always been a fan of those. I remember seeing the fir- the second one in theaters, and just that opening scene. I was just like, "This is amazing." Ash, are you a fan of the Final Destination movies? I really loved two. I I liked the first one, but I thought the two the second one kind of capitalized on what they did on the first one, mm-hmm. and it was just you know fantastic. Uh, I haven't really seen the other three, so yeah. I can't comment on those. And you should see the last one, definitely. It, like it does come full circle. You okay. don't need to see the others. As long as you've seen one and two, you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And- in terms of watchability, number two is has so much more replay value than the first one. Like, I can go back and watch number two a lot. I go back and watch the first one, and there's some cool moments, but it's kind of, especially, like, the, the final third of the film, it's just like, ah, I don't know. But the second one, it's definitely, you can just watch that one over and over again. So, excellent pick. <laughs> All right, my number two. Now, this is going to be very similar to number one in terms of... Uh, the first one is kind of that, you know, actually that quote unquote haunted house. And the second one's kind of the full blown zombies are in the middle of it. The first 28 days later is a very slow moving, excellent, excellent film. 28 weeks later is more action and just balls out. We're going to kill zombies now, or I guess zombies like creatures at least. (laughs) And so my number two is 28 weeks later from 2007. I 
love that movie. It is excellent. It is an awesome sequel. And uh, Emojin Poots is not only gorgeous, but she's awesome in it. And there's some really great moments, especially at the beginning um, when the guy has to decide between saving his wife or saving himself. Um, it's it's an awesome, awesome sequel. And I, I as much as I love 28 Days Later, I think I like 28 Weeks Later a little bit more. I like them both for very different reasons. But like you said, they're, they're very different films. But I love Robert Carlyle and 28 Weeks Later. He's fantastic in that. Yeah, I like both as well. I, I I think I prefer the first one more, but mm-hmm. I, I've been hearing like a third one. They're up, down, up, down. They can't decide. Hmm. But. So is that one going to be 28 months later or 28 years later? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? At this rate, probably years. <laughs> right. Ash, what's your number two? My number two heads over to Freddyville with Nightmare on Elm Street number three. Okay. Excellent choice. Uh, yeah, I it just pretty much does everything for me as far as you know the series goes and what I expect out of them. And mm-hmm. actually, it was the first and only one I saw in theaters. Uh, oh, no, I take that back because I saw New Nightmare and Freddy vs. Jason in theaters. But yeah, 3 was the first one I actually had seen in theaters uh, when I was like a kid. <laughs> I was really young when I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely did not see it in theaters. I would have been one years old, but <laughs> one year old, I guess. No, ass. But anyway, Ash, uh, Chris, what is your number one? I mean, number two. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, again, going against what's normal, but Friday the 13th, part three, because I love that movie. <laughs> I know other people don't. Oh, uh, you, you don't wait. like the biker gang. Oh, fucking hell. Part three is your number two. Oh, God. Yeah. The introduction I, of the mask. I think that it has like ugh. the twins that get naked and jump in the lake. Huge body count. It's 3D, which, you know, probably gives you a migraine because it's not like a. Yeah, it's not Blu-ray 3D. They released no. it in the. But still, it's like my favorite. Like that and Nightmare on Elm Street 2 were like my go-to films as a kid. <laughs> Oh, you poor kid. <laughs> oh, that explains I couldn't so even much. make it through three the first time I saw it. And I was like younger because we were actually like having a Friday the 13th marathon. See, I love the first one. And I love the second one. Then we got to three. I'm like, what happened? Where'd the quality God, go? Exactly. <laughs> God. I, I can understand why you like it. I mean, it's just it's not one of those. I, I meh. It's just too meh for me. <laughs> I would love for them to release I think I talked about this at some point but I would love for them to release a Blu-ray 3D version of that because I want to see it in 3D um, but I outside of the, the opening 10 minutes which is the, the basically like the end of the second film kind of like what the first no, what the second film does with the yeah yada yada um, I like the opening 10 minutes of the third one and then it just all goes downhill from there and the biker gang oh gosh the biker game. They're just fodder. That's all we need in our horror film. Just more bodies <laughs> to pile up. Uh, so my number one horror sequel is one that appeared on Ash's Horror Cinefessions list. It is Dawn of the Dead from 1978. Um, this is another one. I could have picked the 2004 version if I was doing remakes, but I decided to not put any remakes on the list. And so I chose the 1978 version. It is just an awesome zombie film. It, it is incredibly intelligent. It is the script is just perfect. The special effects are, are great. Um, the story is gripping. I don't I it's awesome. It's a it's an awesome movie. Um, Ash, I'm excited for you to watch it because I really think you'll enjoy it. 
Chris, if you, I'm sure you've seen Dawn of the Dead. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I originally saw it like when it was on TV one night and, um, like many, 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 many years ago. Hmm. And I loved it. And I don't know if I prefer the remake over it or not. Like mm-hmm. I'm so torn. Like I would need to watch them both like back to back to decide. But I mean, it's basically what the Dead Rising game turned out like copying. Right. Exactly. Except for, you know, one's good and one's not good. So (laughs) (laughs) the movie's great, though. If the original had the, I don't even know what you call that, like the, the, not karaoke, but like the swing-ish version of come on, get down with the sickness in it, Yeah. (laughs) then it would probably take my number one. But because of that, I I do like the remake a little bit better. (laughs) Just for that song. Yeah, just just for that just for that song. <laughs> so Ash, let's hit your number one horror sequel. I have to uh, hit up Cameron with Aliens actually for mine. Um, okay. I like the action. I like the follow up uh, for Alien. Uh, I like that they changed the tone, uh, but we're still you know managing to capture you know the feel of the, the first film, uh, even though they went you know pure action with it which is cameron's strengths and uh i like the zombie feel to it too you know there's just no matter what you do it's always coming (laughs) yeah so uh even you know they go in with a bunch of badasses and end up leaving with you know like three people it's fantastic (laughs) yeah can't argue with there it's excellent so chris what is your number one horror sequel it's something you actually either watched today or yesterday i'm assuming today because you have a series review coming but scream too yep because it's amazing. If Scream 1 revived the slasher genre, Scream 2 just like perfects it perfectly. Like the identity of the killers to, well, the one's obvious. The other one just out of left field surprises you. The deaths are good. No one's safe. The cast is like young, up and coming. Like everyone's in it. Just love Scream 2. Great writing. I did watch that one earlier today. I've not written my review yet, but it will not be nearly as glowing as your review. I can guarantee oh. you that. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Oh. I, I remember seeing Scream 2 in theaters. I love that movie. I, I, actually, I actually didn't like it as much as the first one, uh, but I did like I, you know, some of the things they did with it. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's so self-aware. And the whole Tori Spelling playing her bit. Oh, God, yes. Throwback to to the original is just (laughs) perfect. I always had a crush on her. (laughs) I don't know why. Like, I look at her now and I'm like, I see why they call her that. But I don't know. I always thought she was kind of hot. I'm trying to be nice. I'm not going to use what people call her. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that I know what people call her. Uh, It nays a lot. Oh, okay. So there are our top five horror sequels. The f- Harkening back to that, the first Scream I saw was Scream 3 in theaters. And I remember being incredibly disappointed when I left. But Oof. I've grown to like the movie more over time. What? <laughs> yeah. Scream 3 is terrible. <laughs> it's a travesty. Um, all right. So we have our top five horror cinefessions. We have our top five horror sequels. Now let's jump to our top five horror performances. So these will be highlighting specific actors in their role in whichever film of your choosing. This one, I probably had my biggest list for that I had to cut down just because there are so many great roles that just don't get enough recognition because they're in the horror genre. 
So let's start with Ash. Ash, what is your number five top horror performance? Number five for me, I have to go with Robert Englund is Freddy Krueger, actually. And I picked out a couple of the ones specifically. Nightmare 1, 3, Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and Freddy vs. Jason are my favorites of his within as Freddy Krueger. Um, he just... I mean, he he embodied the role so much in the first film, and then they they highlighted on what made it work in the others, and and kept going with it. And I think he was just I think there's a reason he ended up in top billing, and you know from four on. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, obviously he's uh, an excellent choice. You can't go wrong there. Um, Chris, what is your number five? Number five, Vincent Price from House on Haunted Hill. Just it's like the perfect role for him. I just. Love that movie. Love I've not that role, seen that character. What? <laughs> I've not seen that. I've yeah. never actually seen the original either. I've only seen the remake. Yep, uh, exactly. Yeah, I like the remake too, but it's a totally different film. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. I, I know. The, I know. I know the the way it ends in the original too. So that kind of ruins it for me. But yeah, my number five is Lon Chaney Jr. As Lawrence Talbot in The Wolfman from 1941, he is incredible in that film. It reminded me, it reminded me of Peter Lorre from M. Um, he's incredibly vulnerable. His transformation from man to wolf is awesome. Um, he just plays an excellent role. And I honestly don't think I've seen him. I don't remember seeing him in anything else. I'm sure I may have. Um but this one really stands out for me. I think he's he's just awesome as the Wolfman. Yeah, that's a good performance too. I was actually torn on like who of the Universal trifecta, <laughs> right, would get it for me. Yeah, because obviously you know Boris Karloff. It was was I was debating debating between Lon Chaney and Boris Karloff basically, and I decided to go with Lon Chaney from Wolfman as opposed to Boris Karloff from Frankenstein. Yeah, I did like him in the original Wolfman when I finally got around to watching it. Uh, he does a great performance in that. I think. Absolutely. Um, what is your number four, Ash? Uh, my number four, I have to go with Doug Bradley as Pinhead. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I love his voice. I love his inflection. He has some great facial expressions when he's acting, especially under all that makeup. Uh, <laughs> and he just looks menacing as all hell. And, uh, and he, he delivers the, the dialogue with such great weight, even when they give him really crappy parts in the later films uh <laughs> but yeah he i i loved him as pinhead he's just fantastic chris what's your number four um going with my universal trifecta uh boris karloff as frankenstein perfect yeah i mean he's wonderful in both frankenstein and bride of frankenstein which i like bride of frankenstein as a film significantly better than i do frankenstein but really yeah you're full of surprises tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, so my number four, have you guys seen Pet Cemetery? Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. My number four is, uh, Judd Crandall is the character. Fred Gwynn plays Drud- Judd Crandall. He is the, I don't know if you remember the name, but he's like the, the old guy who lives across the street. Okay. Yeah. He is, I don't know what it is about that role, but he does it flawlessly. Um, he's clearly a veteran actor at that point. And he stands out over the rest of the cast, even though he is this, he's kind of a uh, supporting character. He's definitely not a lead by any stretch. He's a supporting character there. Um, he Obviously, he has an important role to play. But the whole film kind of, I think, is made because of how respectable he is. The, the levity that he brings to, his, to that role. 
he brings to the entire film and it kind of legitimizes the pet cemetery film for me and makes it a forgettable turn makes a forgettable film into something that's you know an, an excellent horror an excellent Stephen King adaptation if nothing else I'd have to agree with you on that I I really think because uh, without him if they'd cast anybody else in that I really think that movie would not have it would have been like Pet Cemetery too unfortunately cool. uh, uh, it completely forgettable and and Pet Cemetery definitely isn't Right. Not come on. Pet Cemetery Two is not forget unfor. <laughs> er, it's not forgettable. <laughs> that, that it's just terrible. And <laughs> yeah, all I can, I, all I can lock it out of like my memory. Melting though. kid in the attic or something like that's all I can remember. Uh, uh, oh, terrible. Ash, what is your number three horror performance? Um, my number three. I'm going back a little ways into the seventies. Uh, Linda Blair. In The Exorcist, mm. I thought she was fantastic in that movie. I mean, without her performance, that movie would not nearly have been even remotely as close to good as it was. And I, and I, I could have gone with Max von Sydow in that as well. Well, I also thought it was fantastic, or or even the the guy who plays the priest, and I forgive me for forgetting his name, uh, the other priest. But uh, I I think she kind of stood out in that. And I think she did an amazing job with it. Absolutely. I just watched that again the other day because I was planning on doing an Exorcist series review, which might come in the future. And she's terrific. She's absolutely terrific in that. In that, it's it's amazing the the performance that they're able to get from such a young actress. She didn't even cross my mind when I was thinking of this. Now I just feel stupid for not even thinking of her. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, I agree. Very good. What's your number three? My number three is Mia Farrow from Rosemary's Baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, another oh, one. Yeah. Just perfect casting. Love mm-hmm. that movie. And it's interesting because from because I, I was when I watched it, I was doing a little research on it, and she's this very meek character in the in the film, but in the book, she's like a apparently she's depicted as like a, a down home like southern girl, like a, a big hipped woman, like a larger woman. I don't know. Is that have you ever read the book? Is that true? I've never read the book. Okay. I don't know, but that's what, that's what I remember reading. And so they went with a different type of actress to play her than what was, you know, originally intended from the book. But I think you're absolutely right. It's it's absolutely one of the best horror performances. Another one, I, I, I assume no one's going to pick this, so I'll just say it now. One that I had to cross off my list was, I, I, I feel like I need to know her name, but is the, in Rosemary's Baby, the old lady of the neighbor's. Oh, okay. she was actually nominated for an Oscar for her for her role there, and she's. I remember when I first watched Rosemary's Baby, she stood out the most to me. But yeah, excellent, excellent choice. I guess that would bring me to my number three, and the reason I pick this one is just because of how convincing he is, and he's convincing in everything he does because he always kind of plays this typical, just unlikable character. It's Michael Rooker as Henry and Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer from 1986. It's a very brutal bleak cold look at the mind of a a serial killer and michael rooker is absolutely perfect in that movie the guy who plays alongside michael rooker in henry portrait of serial killer is also awesome i think he plays like basically like the otis tool equivalent uh his name might be otis in fact but um another one who just those two together make one of the the scariest realistic horror duos i've ever seen have either of you guys seen that? I have not. It's actually in my Netflix queue. <laughs> I, I 
haven't seen it. I need to. I need to. I've been tempted to pick it up to rent it a couple times and just didn't. Yeah, you guys. I definitely highly recommend that one. Ash, your number two. My number two goes. Uh, it's back a little older, but um, uh, not too old. Well, I guess yeah, it, it's getting older now. <laughs> uh, is uh, Kurt Russell in the thing? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because to me, I mean, he's kind of the the heart of the film, and uh, especially as it goes on. But not only that, but his performance is just so fantastic, especially when they're all turning on each other, mm-hmm. and and he's got to be the glue to kind of hold everything together. And I just I loved him in that movie. And it's still one of my favorites. And if it, yeah, it's he he's fantastic in that. And I, I I think the way he plays it up against everybody else too is just it's great. Love that. Yeah, I would be shocked if we don't talk about the thing later on in this podcast. So, Chris, what is your number two? Uh, well, I, I just had to. Um, Kane Hodder is Jason Voorhees, in <laughs> seven through ten. <laughs> Any of them are good, but I still think he's just the Jason. He's excellent, but I. I don't know if you and I were talking, but I think I like um, the remake Jason guy. Yes. God damn it. I think Mears. Yes. Derek Mears. And I, you and I were talking about this, but I think I like Derek Mears just a little bit better than Kane Hodder as Jason. In, but Kane Hodder's excellent as well. Such blasphemy in this podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a feeling you, your, yours and my number one are going to be the same. I have a feeling for that as well, but <laughs> Ash, what, what, Kane Hodder or Derek Mears, which do you prefer? Um, unfortunately, Kane Hodder stars in some of probably the worst in the Friday the 13th series movies, <laughs> but I do like Kane's portrayal of Jason, especially in the one uh, with the psychic girl. I think that's actually his first one, isn't it? Yes, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, his performance in seven sold that movie for me because everyone else's performance is actually abysmal. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would take him uh, over Derek Mears. All right. Well, you're both wrong. So that's fine. Let's move on to number <laughs> one. Oh, I just kidding. Uh, okay. Ash, I, I can we, I'll throw it out right now. A prediction that all three of us have the same number one horror performance, but uh, go ahead. Ash, what is your number one? Well, you didn't do your number two. Oh, didn't I? You're right. No. Jesus, I keep skipping over mine. All right, fine. I guess I'll th- I'll say that one first. Um, my number two is Marsha Gay Harden as Mrs. Carmody in The Mist. I genuinely loathe that character, and I just want her to die the entire goddamn movie. And that's a mark of an excellent performance. She plays this religious zealot, and you know we talked about earlier how I feel about that. And so yada yada yada. I, she's amazing in the role. But I hate the character so much. But another awesome movie. I disagree about that movie, but <laughs> yeah, I love that movie too. I I really do. Yeah. I especially love the absolutely fucked thing. The that ending. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like it was good up until that point. And then it's just like, oh my god, yes. Yep. Total Debbie Downer ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's but okay. it was perfect for that film. That's exactly. the thing. Exactly right. Uh, okay, so now we can go to the number one I was so excited to talk about. Ash, what is your number? Chris, what is your number one? <laughs> oh, you're, you're skipping for yep, Ash. I'm skipping Ash. Because you know what here. mine is. I do. Uh, Donald Pleasance, Halloween. Yep, amen. Dr. Loomis. <laughs> Ash, what's your number one? 
I, I actually, now that I think about it, I, I don't think he would be number one, but I, eh, I could see putting him on a top ten. Um, but uh, I would have to go with Sigourney Weaver in in the Alien movie. Uh, well, even just in any of the movies that she's in in the Alien series. Uh, I think she's fantastic, and there's a reason they kept bringing her back for the mm-hmm. other movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's an that's an awesome number one also, but mine is also Donald Pleasance in Halloween. I think, I don't know, there's just no better performance to me. He is absolutely perfect in that film. Um, I love him in all the sequels as well, but the first one really stands out for me. Just the writing is, I mean, if you had a lesser actor... It would just be completely camp, and but he takes it so seriously, and everything is just really happening to him. And it is, I mean, it is about for me as good as it gets. Yeah, in the horror genre, I, I actually liked him better in the sequel uh, than in the first one. But I love the 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 opening to Halloween two, where he comes down the stairs after he he realizes Michael got up, and the neighbors there, and he's like, "I shot him six times." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it, that whole sequence gives me chills every time I watch that. Just you know, he's just, he just can't believe that Michael got up again. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, fantastic. I mean, every scene he's in is just it's it's a it's a memorable line, like it's a quotable line. Every time I see him, I just want to say what he's saying because it's like, oh, I want those words to come out of my mouth because they are amazing. Five is a little rough because it's just basically him screaming at Jamie. Right. But five's rough in as a whole. Yeah. That's one of my six, six is like just devastating to watch because he's given it like every last ounce that he even has left. Literally. Yeah, exactly. Give that performance. And just that final shot, especially in the producer's cut, mm-hmm. is like just gut-wrenching. Oh, absolutely. And it, I don't know when's a good time to talk about, but the producer's cut of Halloween is just such a significantly different film than the theatrical cut. It blows my mind. Like I can see like the general ideas the same in there, but it plays out nothing alike. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, story yeah, story's similar, the same basically, but the plot, the way it's structured is completely different and much much better. And you get less Paul Rudd, which frankly is a good thing in that situation. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd, but he's quote unquote <laughs> acting like a crazy man at points and it's just like, "Oh, stop it. Stop it." But uh, All right. So, let's jump into the big one now. And this one just like any of these top 5 lists, I mean, this is just Top five horror films of whatever today's date is in October 2014 at this time. Like this could change at any given moment, as I'm sure any of these top fives could, because it's just such an incredible hard list to make. Um, So this is just our top five horror films, period. Let's just jump into it. Chris, what's your number five top horror film? All right. So the way I did these was it was basically the first five that popped into my head. I was like, oh, my God, I love this movie. Yeah, that's what I went with. Mm hmm. Because if I overthought it, and I do have an honorable mention, but I won't mention it. <laughs> you can mention it. Mention it at the end. Okay. Uh, number five, Monster Squad. Childhood classic favorite. Love it. It's part horror, part campy, awesome, universal monsterness. Just love Monster Squad. Yeah, and uh, the first time I watched Monster Squad was with you in my house. Oh. You brought it over, and I thank you for it because it is a fantastic movie. I'm sure on repeated viewings, it it could potentially end up in a top five list, at least at least top twenty. Like it's it's an awesome movie. And the Wolfman has nards. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> Though it was difficult to compete with Zombie Ash, Toilet of the Dead. I think I it managed to. <laughs> um, Ash, your number five top horror film. 
my list was really hard to make. I put a lot of thought into it. And even now, I could probably rearrange a couple of these. Yeah. Um, but uh, my number five is also a werewolf movie, An American Werewolf in London. I think, for me, that is the, the quintessential werewolf film. It's also a great dark comedy. Uh, they're just, they did so much right with this. The uh, makeup is in fact, were fantastic. Uh, they chose a really great actor to, to be the lead. Uh, it, you know, just it overall, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. I watched that recently and I wouldn't put it in my top five. I wouldn't put it in a top 25 probably, but it is what? definitely a good film. <laughs> it, it's classic. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you see Paris? out of curiosity <laughs> i did see paris and i actually saw it in the theater and i actually saw it again on video i i like the idea of it i don't like that they decided to use really crappy cg effects for all the werewolves when they could obviously could do physical effects and 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 get the same shots almost right i always pass that one at work and think man i should watch that it's not it has horrible. really great soundtrack. It has a decent enough soundtrack. I yeah. own the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, so I, I have it in a CD somewhere, but yeah. All right, so Chris, what is your... N- oh, Jesus, I keep skipping me. <laughs> that brings me to my number five. Um, this is one we talked about in great length in our last podcast, so I won't say too much about it. Um, but number five from 2005, The Descent. This, whenever... I work at a video store. Whenever someone comes up and asks me, oh, what's one of your favorite horror films? I always answer The Descent. Now, I'll be honest. If you would ask me six months ago to make a top five horror list, The Descent would have been number one, but or closer to it, at least. But after we watched it and discussed it in such great detail on the last podcast, I kind of moved down the list a little bit because there are some things that uh, just kind of hit me on my last viewing that I didn't uh, notice before. And so it kind of lowered my ranking of it but it's still an awesome horror film it made me scream you know it made bridget scream the first time she saw it like it's it's very scary and one that really thrives when you see it in the theater setting um and around this time you know mid-2000s when i was really going to the theater a lot um but yeah so my number five is neil marshall's the descent ash what is your number four top horror film I actually have to go with A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original, uh, the 19. Yeah, that one for me, it hits all the right buttons. Uh, great storytelling, a great introduction for the characters. You know, for the most part, the acting's with a couple of exceptions. The acting's really well done. Uh, you know, they they knew their limits, they knew their budget, they knew what would work, what wouldn't, and it just delivers all around. Yeah, I always consider that one the scariest out of the the big three. The big three being Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th. Really? You think that one's the scariest? I do. Hmm. Okay. I'd agree with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think Friday is... I think Friday is the least scary of the three. Mm-hmm. What's your number four, Chris? Number four... <laughs> Jeepers Creepers. Oh, yeah. oh, that's a good one, too. I love yeah. this is. movie. I don't care about the saga of the director, I, it, <laughs> perfect casting, perfect chemistry, perfect opening, the tension that builds. Yeah. It kind of like falls apart once the monster is revealed, mm-hmm. but it's so good. And the sequel is awful. And the third film, speaking of know. homoeroticism, the sequel, <laughs> <laughs> that that's the entire sequel. Right. I mean, all football teams get off the bus and line up to pee together. I don't know what you're talking about. 
I had forgotten about that. Oh my. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, the creeper even makes out with one of the guys through like the window Mm -hmm. at one point in part two. (laughs) Two is terrible. Like I need to rewatch it again. Just to. As even with that stuff in there, I don't hate number two, but it's nowhere near as cool as number one. What happened? Wasn't there a third one coming out? It's like in weird production limbo hell. I don't, I don't know if it was filmed. I know it has the chick from the first one. Like she signed on and everything. Oh, wow. To reprise her role. Hmm. It's going to be like the big hunt, but like, like I think they're taking like the survivors from one and two. To like okay. finish him off for good. Gotcha. I think it's supposed to be oh. called like Jeepers Creepers Three Cathedral or something like that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Something weird, but I mean that thing's been in production hell for ever. Right. Yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Bridget refuses to watch it. She's so terrified of that movie. Like it <laughs> is. It's an awesome film, though. I would completely agree with you. It's great. It's a great movie. I can't. I can't even like. I'll if I whistle the the theme. <laughs> Uh, that that song, it, it freaks my wife out. Yeah, <laughs> no, she and she was fine with that movie up until uh, I think the the whole eye thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good choice, excellent choice. Forgot about it, but great choice. My number four is Scream. Good choice. Yeah, this one I think is so far above and beyond the sequels. At least the. Scream 2 and Scream 3, I'll hold up my reservations for Scream 4, which I plan on rewatching for the first time since theaters after this podcast is concluded. <laughs> but um, it's it just the script is is perfect. Um, it is so funny also, which I really caught on this last viewing is just how hilarious everything is. Um, the climax moments with uh, Matthew Lillard. Uh, I mean, he's he's spot on. I don't know. It's just it's just a great movie. And I know you guys both like this one as well, right? Mm-hmm. It might appear later on in my list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And really, I this one has such a big influence on me because this is, I remember the first time I watched it and it's kind of, I'm obsessed with the horror genre now and I'm obsessed with slasher films now because of this movie. Um, and like I said in my, my series review, not only did it give, you know, a kind of a rebirth to the slasher genre. It also kind of gave a reboot to the horror genre, especially at the box office. Um, it's just, it was a very influential film and one of my absolute favorites. They actually rewrote Jason X because of Scream uh, the, to make it self-referential because hmm. that was the in thing. Maybe that's why I like Jason X so much because I do love Jason X. Poor Jason X. That thing was shelved for like yeah. years and years and, and I actually enjoy it. It's not like mind-blowingly awesome or anything. Right. But it's fun. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Um, Ash, number three. You guys might disagree with me on this one, uh, if, especially for where I have it ranked, and it is a remake. Uh, but I really got into the, the, the Korean and the Japanese horror influence, and I still really love those movies when they pop up on Netflix and I get to watch them. Uh, but I have to go with the Grudge remake that with Sarah Michelle oh. Gellar. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. I, I love that movie. Uh, no, I serious, I do. I love it. I I love the the aesthetic. They, I like that they got the original director to come back and redo it. Uh, and it, it, I like most of the things about it. It, it was creepy. Uh, everything just worked for me. I I know. Yeah, I know. You guys are like no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Zhu is one of the first 
foreign films that I recall watching. I remember there was like a special interest slash foreign language section at Blockbuster. And Zhuan was one of the first that I picked up. And it is just such a terrifying film to me. There are moments in there that it's like, if you're not paying attention, you might miss some of the horror. And ever since then, I find that that's just like the best type of horror. Um, and Zhuan was so excellent. And then I watched The Grudge. I watched it with a group of friends the first time I saw it. And I I, just, I hated it. Um, I've, I've watched it again since then and multiple times since then. I like it better. Um, I don't hate the movie by any stretch, but definitely not one that would appear in any top list of mine. Yeah, well, no. I see. And I saw The Grudge long before this. The Grudge was the one that got me into that 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 subgenre yeah uh in the first place and i actually went and watched juan later and the same thing with the ring i actually saw the american version before i ever saw the the first you know the original mm-hmm. uh but yeah i that's part of the reason this one the american versions on here that and uh i don't know it just it's what got me into it and, and i just that's why it ended up as high as it did I would love to see another boom of like the J horror. You know, he had the ring, grudge, the eye. Wow, the eye is excellent. The original. Not yes. The yes. American the original remake. is definitely. <laughs> Even the Bollywood remake is, is better than the American one. Uh, believe it or not. I think I own the Bollywood remake. I just haven't watched it yet. I, you guys, I remember you talking when we did our Bollywood podcast, you were talking about that. And I really need to see that one because I didn't like the eye, the original, the eye. And I didn't like uh, the remake either. What? You're yeah. Crazy. But yeah, they de- they definitely put the 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 Bollywood well it's not a Bollywood spin on it but they tailor the story to fit India is so basically what it amounts to yeah. There's musicals in the middle of it about no 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 eyes no, and stuff absolutely oh. not they take it <laughs> they take it very seriously but no it's right. it's just the events are the are similar but they change it to fit the area. Yeah. So yeah, it, it makes sense. It, w- it works with where they're at. Shutter was another one in that same time. Oh, the American one was atrocious. <laughs> yeah, it, it like it's just yeah every I, moment. It's like this could be awesome, and then it just it never it never delivers at all. I have to say, the ring is still just amazing. Yeah. And they went and did Ring Two, and I don't we don't talk about Ring Two. I that was, still uh, have not rewatched the Ring Two because I was just so disappointed because the Ring. I mean. The for the you know <laughs> until I started watching like The Descent and really started watching Halloween and things like that like The Ring was the greatest thing ever to me. Um, I watched that one in theaters like four times or something ridiculous. Like and I never yeah, go. See I worked again. at the movie theater and I remember getting it and putting the film together and watching it alone in the mm-hmm. movie theater and scaring the shit out of myself. <laughs> So that's like the only. Yeah, I do like the, the ring. See, see, I like I like the ring and I like the Grudge, but I. The Ring to me was more like a suspense thriller, and it, and mm-hmm. while there's horror elements to it, the especially the American one, it didn't feel like enough of a horror film to to make my top five. Yeah, and like I said, I liked Juan better than The Grudge, but I liked The Ring better than Ringu. So yeah, I, I agree. Know. with that too, I like yeah. the American Ring better, I think. Yeah, so good choice, interesting choice. Uh, Chris, what's your number three? All right, so this is where we go to the typicals, but uh, Halloween, the original, is my number three. Like okay. Michael Myers just scares the shit out of me. He I, does, I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why, but ever since a kid, like he just scares me. Although I've been better, I haven't had like freaky nightmares watching through the set, but like just seeing that mask. Well, the mask changes so much throughout the series. Mm-hmm. 
Like, not until, like, the Rob Zombie remake does it actually look scary again. Because la- later in the series, it looks too loose and floppy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you were telling, you were texting me about that, complaining about them. Like, you can see, like, more of, like, the human underneath. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, takes away. But the original Halloween just creeps me out. Has so many great moments. Like, his first big kill with the girl in the car. And she realizes he's there only based on the fog from him breathing. Totally creepy. <laughs> Absolutely. Ash, what's your number? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So my number three is a movie that I saw in theaters and absolutely hated. And then I watched it again at home a lot. And it is by far one of my favorite horror films, The Strangers. This movie is just excellent. It is. It does so much right from like the people appearing in the background and if you're not really paying attention you could miss it which i was talking about with like uh, juan um toward the end, uh, end of the film when we, we'll just talk about the shotgun moment like it's just the brutality of it and the it's kind of a, a it's i look at it as a character study in a horror film um it starts off as this character study between these two people who are you know have just are, are going on vacation he was supposed to be the engagement and uh, yada 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 and then it just turns into this brutal home invasion film that simply happens quote unquote because you were home uh it's it's awesome i didn't expect it going in when i first saw it in theaters i you know expected a much different film and i had people yelling about everything around me it was just a bad experience and i didn't like it but thank god i rewatched it and now i watch it almost every year i absolutely love the strangers I've only seen it once, and I don't remember caring for it. Mm-hmm. But like when I go back to think about it, I really don't remember anything about it. Oh, rewatch it. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> You'll be like me. You'll be a convert. <laughs> I remember it now that I, I... They kind of inspired a couple of different home invasion flicks off of this one, I think. Um, but yeah, I really like that one, too. I know that now that I've pulled it up to look at it, because I, I thought I was confusing him, and I was. But yeah, I really like The Strangers, too. Were you thinking of your next... Yeah, which I also liked, uh, but yeah, it was they're fine. very different films. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I was see, I was hoping your next was going to be a little bit more like The Strangers, um, but it wasn't. And, and your next was fine, but nothing I'll probably watch again in the future. I feel like I got what I needed from it, and that was that. Yeah, your next didn't blow me away either. I don't. Yeah. All of that blender scene. That's probably like the highlight for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just love, I love the home invasion genre. I want to like I can't think of a ton off the top of my head right now, but I just, I, w- I really want to need to watch more home invasion ones. I don't know why they just, uh, they intrigue me. So let's jump to number two, Ash, what's your number two horror film? My number two is one I talked about earlier. It was also on my top five horror sequels list. Uh, it, uh, is aliens, uh, the sequel. It's actually my first in the, I saw in the series and I just love the, well, I talked about it already, but yeah, you know why I love this one. So. Right, yeah, absolutely. And it, it seems inevitable that you're going to have a, a series review on Alien. It would be a pretty lengthy one, though, if you include like the Predator movies along with it, because they're kind I'd of in the same to. universe. Yeah, exactly. they're, they're, they're tied together. I don't care what Ridley Scott says. 20 Century Fox tied <laughs> them together, he can kiss off. <laughs> uh, um, excellent choice. Yeah, obviously. I, I, I mentioned it earlier as well. So, Chris, what is your number two? Uh, to go with Ashes, my number two is actually Alien. Okay. I, I just love that movie. Like, I could watch it over and over and over. The chest bursting scene, just mm-hmm. everything is great. The tension, the 
I, I love it. I was reading something recently that uh, they said the cast didn't know that that chest bursting scene was going to happen. And so their reactions are like genuine, like what the hell is happening here? Um, I well, thought that was really cool. Well, part of it was they, they clued one of the character, one of the actresses in that she was going to get sprayed with blood. Oh, but okay. they didn't tell her how much blood. And they basically <laughs> like fire hose the hell out of her. Oh, so wow. her reaction is genuine. She's just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. My number two and uh, my top two are not only my top five horror films. I mean, they're, they could, they will easily be on a top five movies list if I ever, you know, may, ever made one. Uh, but my number two is one that Ash talked about a little bit earlier, The Thing. In terms of horror, it just it doesn't get much better than this. Everything about it is just perfect. You genuinely don't know who the bad guy is. And at any given moment, anyone could be that bad guy. I was, I was on IMDb earlier and there was like a poll of which universe would be the most horrific to live in. And the thing was one of the options. And I mean, that would have to that was the one I picked. It would have to be the thing. Um, like, it's just a very terrifying idea. Um, the what's uh, the isolation of the film you know it's in uh, Antarctica there's literally nothing around um, it's just uh, I don't know everything about it is is perfect from the performances every every actor in the in the movie is is excellent um, so from the performances to the amazing uh, practical effects work by Rob Bottin to the sheer horror of it all the thing is one of not only one of my f- top five horror films, but is one of my top five favorite films of all time. Did you like the prequel? Yes. Ugh, that's not one I watched in theaters and I hated. And then uh, I watched it home, but I still don't like it. Uh, it's I don't know. I, I actually watched the prequel first and then followed it with the original because that's, you know, where it's supposed to go. Uh, and the, the very first time you saw the thing was after the prequel. No, 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 no. no. Oh, OK. I, I, I did it for the Cinefessions thing uh, over the summer. Um, And it's interesting, but the only, my biggest problem with the prequel is they were like, Oh, well we had to do all this CSI crap to figure out, you know, what happened in the camp and everything. And it's like, they only spend like the, my biggest problem with the prequel is that they spend like the last like two minutes actually showing you how things lead up to where they are when they can't find the camp in the, in the original film. And it's just like, they're like brief shots and it's just like really okay <laughs> i think the only thing that they really spend any time on that sets up for the the actual regular movie is the two guys twined together uh and, but yeah it, that part of it that was kind of disappointing but i did like them revisiting it and they they came up with a different way to tell who was infected which i thought was kind of was great which which they did but yeah my biggest problem was the fact that they used CGI and the CGI didn't look as good as a film that was done 30 years prior. And that just, it's like, come on. I, don't, I mean, obviously you have budget concerns, you have this, you have that. But the, in the director, when you, you know, read interviews with him or whatever, he clearly has a respect for the original movie, but I just feel like it didn't come out in the prequel. And I did the same thing you did, Ash. Um, I watched, I think it, I don't know if it was this past summer during that Cinefessions or if it was last October, whenever it was, but uh, Bridget and I watched the prequel and then, you know, the dogs running and we literally swapped discs and just continued on. And, you know, it was as seamless as it could possibly be. And I liked the film better when I watched it in that fashion, um, because that is how it's intended. Um, but I don't, it's just, 
Yeah, the CGI it always gets me, and it really, it really got me See, on that yeah, one. Yeah, some of it, some of the CGI was kind of eh in it, but I thought a couple, aside from a couple of questionable lighting choices, I thought they'd be decent with it. But yeah, I would have loved more practical with it. Right. Especially, which is why Star Wars Seven will be fantastic because they're doing as much practical as they can. <laughs> I'm having a hard time avoiding spoilers on that. Like the littlest leak, and it like blows up on the internet. I hate that. I haven't seen anything, and that's You're I lucky. hope to intend. I intend to keep it that way. <laughs> so we are at our top horror film. Ash, what is your number one horror film of all time? My number one was your number two. Okay. Uh, I have to go with the thing. Uh, I think Carpenter, uh, yeah, Carpenter. Why would I was, I was going to say, <laughs> God, I feel like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Carpenter nailed it out of the park with this one. The setting's fantastic. They, the interpretation from the novel is fantastic or the, gra- the novella, I should say, uh, the, the characters, the actors that they, he picked the, the effects work. It just, it all comes together. I love that movie. Absolutely. And my number two and my number one, I mean, I could swap them easily. Like, the thing is just such an incredible horror film. Uh, Chris, what's your number uh, number one? Number one, Scream. Like, that just, that rejuvenated, like, my love of horror. It's so self-aware. It's full of so many horror references that, like, no matter how many times I watch it, I'm just picking up on something new. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I get it now. Exactly. That's what my, that's what my last review says. Yeah. It's great. And, you know, Kevin Williamson was on top of his game. Mm-hmm. Wes Craven offing Drew Barrymore in the opening. Like, that's your big, big star. <sighs> Just killer within the first 15. I'm still bummed that we don't have the unrated cut yeah. here in North America outside of, like, Laserdisc, <laughs> which is lame. And I know there it's was just an unrated like a, cut? I didn't know there was an unrated cut. There's not yeah, a lot of differences, though, is there? Didn't we talk it, about it's this? It's like, like 45 seconds of more yeah. blood in the opening. Mm-hmm. But that's a difference. <laughs> and I want that blood. <laughs> but uh, I just love Scream. It's just like the cast is perfect. They, they were all young before they all got like popular. Mm-hmm. Except for Courtney Cox. I mean, she was on Friends. Right. But And I mean, it's so quotable. Like, that's the best part. Like, things run through my head all the time. Like, bam, bitch goes down. Like, <laughs> I love that stuff. I know. It's 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 awesome. Absolutely right. And every time I watch it, I feel like I have to ex- re-explain to Bridget just how important it was that Drew Barrymore was just killed in the first, like, 12, 13 minutes of the movie because she was top build. Like, she's all plastered over the posters. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just a brilliant, brilliant decision by, by Wes Craven. My number one, and I picked this for very similar reasons in terms of uh, quotability, um, and this is one I talked about earlier with Donald Pleasance. It is John Carpenter's Halloween. Again, arguably my favorite film of all time, let alone my top horror film. I just, I can watch this day in and day out and still enjoy every minute of it. Um, it's a low budget masterpiece. It, it, it amazes me how much he, John Carpenter, was able to do on such a low budget. And it still withstands the test of time. Uh, you can just keep watching it and watching it. And there's, you know, there's something new to enjoy each time. Yeah. So that's my number one, Halloween. And I'm honestly, I'm surprised that, I'm surprised, Chris, that Halloween is not higher up on your list than number three. I really expected it to be number one, frankly. And I expected, <sighs> I expected Alien to be number one for Ash. So I was a little thrown on both. But... <laughs> Full of surprises. Exactly. 
Never underestimate my love of Kurt Russell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now I know. Yeah, but what we have in my top five, two John Carpenter films, number one and number two, two, uh, or no, a Wes Craven film, and then Neil Marshall, and then The Strangers, who's kind of like a, a no-name director, who just released a new movie that looks really super low budget that I need to check out. What's it called? Good question. Do not remember. (laughs) (laughs) But. Okay, so we've hit our top five horror films now. Let's move to something that we would like to see done in the future. So these are going to be our top five horror remakes or sequels you'd like to see. Let's jump into it. Chris, what is your number five horror remake or sequel that you would like to see? All right, so I had the most fun coming up with these. I mean, it's pretty basic, but I had the most fun. Uh, Number five. And I don't care if it's a third film or if it's a remake, but I need more gremlins in my life. <laughs> because yes. it, it's been too long. <laughs> that everything is else awesome is being option. remade. Everything else is getting... I mean, come on. See No Evil 2? That didn't need to happen. <laughs> gremlins 3? That shit needs to happen. Like, seriously. Or a remake. I'll, I'll suffer. I'll accept that. I feel like if they did a remake, though, they would just go super dark with it. I hope so. <laughs> But it could well, the be first good. one is dark. Yeah, but there's still I don't know. There's just like a campy charm about it too, though. There, well, two, two is just two. Well, yeah, two special. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you had the most one with this one. I think this was the most difficult list for me to come up with. But it's because I didn't think of awesome options like the gremlin, uh, like Gremlins, because that would have been a perfect choice. Um, but my number five, and the reason I picked this one is just because I don't like the original and it gets so much praise. Um, Poltergeist. I would love to see them do a remake. And this is one I would like to see them go darker with. I don't know what it is about this film. It's just nothing with it really clicks for me. From the casting choices to just the the Hollywood shine of the whole thing. Like it's a Toby Hooper film, but it's not a Toby Hooper film. It's definitely a Steven Spielberg film more so than Toby Hooper, who is uh, Spielberg was a producer. Uh, I don't know. I just don't like this film. And I, I actually, as I was researching, I picked this one. I was doing some research and it looks like there is at least talk of a remake in 2015. So we might get a remake of this one. So I might get my wish, but we'll see. Well, wasn't there drama like on the set? Like didn't Spielberg like technically direct it? He, yeah. That's what every, everything I've read about it says that Spielberg essentially directed the film. I mean, you it has the Spielberg touch, which is not what I want. See what I like poltergeist, but yeah, I can definitely, you can definitely see Spielberg's touch in it. Yeah. Like one scene I just hate about that is that the, the thunder and lightning sequence where the coach, whatever his name is, is sitting in bed with his son. I can't remember his name. Craig T. Nelson. Thank you. Craig T. Nelson is sitting in bed with his son and they count the lightning. The When you hear the, when you see the lightning to, you know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know. It just goes on forever and it's like, okay, I get it. The lightning's moving closer. It's moving further, whatever. Let's move on. I don't know. It's just a boring movie to me. <laughs> anyway, the, the one thing you can't replace though is, uh, the old lady, what's her name? Uh, she died recently, or maybe not recently, but like the she has that weird voice. Oh, the creepy little midget lady. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she is creepy. Anyway, I'm trying to look it up, but it's not happening. So, uh, moving on. Ash, what is your number five horror remake or sequel you'd like to see? I want them to do uh, the Evil Dead remake. I want a sequel to that. Uh, oh, okay. I would actually, I would actually prefer if they brought back the director because I loved the mix-up. You know, the, the change-up they did the the, the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually want them to keep going with that. I think that would be fantastic. But I hated how they did that. Big. But the the change-up, 
Like I thought it was a bit cheap <laughs> with the shock I, paddles. That was the only thing I didn't like. The rest of it was great. Yeah, I, I see. I loved how it was shot. I loved the atmospheric. I loved the the way they did the. It didn't feel even remotely as campy as the original did, and but it was still delivering that creep factor. I thought so. That, that I want another one. So you'd rather see that over, say, Evil Dead Four. See, I don't think they'll ever do an Evil Dead Four. I think I think that's a lot of. They were talking about they had a remake and an Evil Dead Four in plan, but obviously the remake came to fruition, but nothing with uh, Evil Dead Four. Well, see, I think what the plan is is they want to do another Evil Dead sequel. And then they want to do like a team up movie, which I would be okay with. But doing a straight up Evil Dead Four at this point, you know, or an Army of Darkness Two would just it wouldn't work for me. I don't think. I think, and the, the same reason that that Bruce Campbell had with it, you know, it's like you know, in D Four, you know, there you go. <laughs> uh, and, and if you ask him that, you know, and when he was doing his tours for his movies and stuff, he, you know, people would bring up Evil Dead Four, and he's like, in D Four, need I say more? You know, and, and his I don't think it would work. Uh, he's gotten too old now, and yeah. and they'd have to change a lot of the way they do things to, to get that to work, I think. Yeah. All right, Chris, what's your number four you'd like to see? I demand to see this movie made. <laughs> demand it. There's been nothing but talks, rumors, gossip, and it's basically Freddy versus Jason 2. It's oh. supposed to be Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Yes, there it you go. It needs to happen. The comic was great. It just needs to happen because that's awesome. That would be awesome. See, that would be awesome. I would be behind that. <laughs> <laughs> we are in agreement. Um, my number four, and it's kind of funny because you guys were kind of joking about it earlier, um, but I would love to see 28 months later or 28 years later, whatever it is, I want to see a sequel to that 28 w- weeks slash days universe. Um, it could be you know, more of a, a, a post-apocalyptic setting, even more so than 28 weeks later. Um, you know, they're kind of in their ways and then, you know, how they're dealing with whatever might happen to them in that film. But I think that would be awesome. And I love that universe so much that I would love to see like 28 months later would be my natural thought. And then you have a 28 years later to follow it. But I would love to see it. I'd go watch it. Why not? Yeah, I would, too. I like that universe. Mm-hmm. All right, Ash, what's your number four? I actually, I know you guys didn't like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, uh, but I would actually like, uh, I'd like to see Jack Earl. Haley reprise his take on Freddy again. Oh, with the same exact story from two. That would be amazing. I would love it. <laughs> no, I, I think we should just skip Nightmare on Elm Street two and, and maybe do something more akin to Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so much hate. <laughs> you should really read. I don't know if you've read the comics, but uh, Fre- or yeah, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. There's like, I think there's a second set. Yeah, there was. And it, like, involves, like, everybody from, like, all the movies. And they all just get, like, any survivor that's left, they just all get slaughtered, (laughs) basically. (laughs) But it's great, because everybody comes together from, like, all the camps and just just to die. Hmm. (laughs) All right, Chris, what is your number three you'd like to see? Obviously going with my theme tonight. I want to see the third Halloween film remake, whatever it wants yes, to be called. Absolutely. It's, it's in production hell. I don't care if it's 3D. I would love to have Rob Zombie just finish his trilogy because mm-hmm. that's what it is. <laughs> and obviously, you know, spoiler alert, Lori has to die. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to see her as, you know, this badass killing bitch. 
because that's where it's going. And I would like to see that. Yeah, as I was thinking like two minutes ago, how I should have had that on my list because I <laughs> absolutely agree with you. Yeah. Um, my number three is this is one another one that there's been talks of the remake happening and then they try to do I think it was like a Kickstarter or some shit and it didn't work and yada 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 it's behind the mask the rise of Leslie Vernon I would love to see a sequel to that oh, I love the original movie so good yeah it is, I would see a sequel yeah I mean there's been talks for so long now but just nothing has come to fruition with it and it's, it's almost surprising. ten years old at this point it came out in 2006 like I don't know it's 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 a great movie. Ash, what is your number three? Uh, I would actually like to see them do something with Friday the 13th uh, past the point where they're talking about making one and actually do it. Uh, whether they, whether it's a remake of the sequel or, or a sequel to the remake or or just another entry in the series, uh, I actually like the sequel or the remake. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, it, they need to do something with it. The remake is fun. Absolutely. Like, it sets up, and it's like, huh, oh, you think this is what's going to happen. Boom, everyone's dead. <laughs> right, yeah, yep, yep. Yep, yeah. It's so, yeah, I, I, I mentioned that in my uh, my series review of it. Like, I love I love the remake. It's it's great. And I, I yeah, I'm, I would love to see a sequel to that one. I and and it did good. That was the, the thing. It actually did pretty good in the theater. Mm-hmm. And we just haven't gotten a sequel. Hmm. And it makes no sense. With, yeah, it's the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. It's, they're... The, the studios involved are gun-shy on making more horror movies because they're upscale now. So they're they're kind of like, well, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, it's all Platinum Dooms. Now they're doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's not even Platinum Dooms. Platinum Dooms went ahead and did Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they got tired of waiting for the other studios to make up their mind that they're going to make sequels or not. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah, they were like, oh, we're moving on. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was talk that Platinum Dooms was, was done. And it took a long time, like many years, between their last release and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What was their last release, do you know, offhand? Nightmare and yeah, 10. you're right. Yep. Man, I still remember Texas Chainsaw. It's like one of my favorite remakes. Yes. I mean, yeah, without it's a doubt. so pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that movie. Uh, so what's number two, Chris? This list wouldn't be complete, and with the recent squashing of it, a uh, Monster Squad remake. <laughs> Like, yeah. why aren't, why, why wouldn't you, <laughs> why wouldn't you do it? There's some great young actors out there. Mm-hmm. Just roll with it. It's like super eight, oh, but, you know, yeah. funner. <laughs> oh, I love super eight, but yeah, that would be, that would be cool to see. Definitely. But they just said it's basically, it was coming. And then I was like, no, guess not guys. <laughs> My number two is just another one of those those universes that I would love to revisit because the first movie is so incredible. Uh, Stakeland. I would love to see a sequel to Stakeland. Uh, basically, you know, the vampires have taken over, essentially. Go even even deeper into that post-apocalyptic universe. Um, Stakeland was one of the biggest surprises I've seen in the past couple of years. I absolutely adored it when I first saw it. And, you know, it also has Daniel Harris, who I absolutely love. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Stakeland definitely needs to have a sequel made to it. I want to I wanna revisit that universe again. I remember watching that. I think that was one of your picks for last year's CSS3. Yeah. I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. what I remember. Ash, what about you, number two? I actually want to... I'm going back to back in the 90s. I, I still want this movie. They were talking about doing it for a while, and it kind of fell apart. Uh, I, and uh, obviously, they might have to recast people, but I think it would be fantastic. Um 
it was a sequel to Bram Stoker's Dracula, the one that Francis Ford Coppola did. They were talking about getting Anthony Hopkins and the surviving vampire slayers together to do like a Van Helsing runs around with his buddies killing vampires and takes on other stuff type of thing. Hmm. And I thought, I loved Anthony Hopkins in that movie because he's just so weird. (laughs) (laughs) But I I wanted to see that so bad. I thought that would have been fantastic. And they just kind of dropped it and didn't do anything with it after all the talk they had. I feel like there's two different camps on that movie. The one that loves it and the other that hate, that hates it. And I watched it recently and I fell into the, to the ladder. I did not like that movie at all. I know. Great movie. <laughs> You're just so young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, Chris, what is the number one horror remake or sequel you need to see? Uh, I need because I, I need it. And mm-hmm. I'm pissed that it's written. I'm pissed that they're fighting like little girls. I'm pissed that the Weinsteins aren't doing it. But I fucking need Scream 5. Need it. Preach it. Scream Scream 5, need it yeah, right fuck now. fuck the TV series. I want Scream 5. And just fuck, fucking leak the script. I don't <laughs> care. I will read it. That is how bad I need oh, it. And man. the fact that they, it's a planned trilogy, just leak 5. And then, you know, show some interest. Because the TV show, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it. Right. Religiously, obviously. But... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I feel like I'm one of the few who loved Scream 4. And again, I haven't seen it since I saw it in theaters, which, you know, I'm hoping to do later. But... I love Scream 4, and so, like, I really want to see Scream 5. I want to see Scream 6. You know, I don't, like you said, you know, we'll watch it. We'll watch the TV series, but that's not what I want. Um, did they can the Friday the 13th TV series they were planning? I think so. Yeah, I haven't heard anything nice. else. I mean, this could be good, as long as it doesn't go down the, like, the pretty little liars route where X, Y, Z, Q, W, F, and R aren't really A, but we're going to say they're A. <laughs> and then, oh, no, they're really a good guy. Because that was ridiculous. That show's still going on. I, it's on my axed list. Done. <laughs> the um, yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it could go. You know, if they, I don't know. I just feel like the CW would be a perfect place for it. And you know, if that's the case, they're going to go the route of you know, Pretty Little Liars, Vampire Diaries, the originals, all that. Oh, but it um, could go Supernatural. It, that's true. That's true. I, I've never seen Supernatural. You haven't seen Supernatural. No. I've never seen an episode. No. I've watched the Vampire Diaries, which is another Kevin Williamson um, script. I've seen <laughs> so many episodes of that over the years because Bridget is absolutely obsessed with it. And there's nothing about that show that makes me want to continue on to the next episode. Like, there's he, nothing he's, like he's not attached anymore. Not at all. Uh uh-uh. uh. He, he dropped it like two seasons ago. Okay. He's doing the following. Yeah. I think right. Stalker. Exactly. Explains Stalker, why yeah. Vampire Diaries keeps getting more and more soapy. Mm hmm. <laughs> I love Dawson's Creek, too, and you could tell when he he abandoned that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because Dawson and whatever Katie Holmes' character's name is don't pop their cherries together. Like, we watch the whole <laughs> damn show. They're supposed to be cherry popping together. She's not yeah. supposed to hook up with Pacey. He's not supposed to just sleep with, I think it was Jen, <laughs> who basically slept with the entire cast, and then dies from, like, cancer or heart murmur or something. Like, my best friend in grad school was obsessed with, with that show. So good. <laughs> so my number one horror sequel, in this case, that I'd like to see is is a sequel to the movie I talked about earlier, The Strangers. Um, they've been talking about this since, like, a year after the original film came out, and nothing has come of it. I mean, it's absolutely 
perfect for a sequel for for an entire franchise. You have these three r- random people who you know we don't know virtually anything about from the first film. So you have all this growth, this development that can happen in these three characters. And they can just continue to drive around and, and take out people for whatever reason that they might come up with. Um, I'm not sure how long it could last, unlike The Purge, which I feel like can last forever. Um, I don't think The Strangers could last too many movies, but, you know, at least another one, maybe two, maybe make it a trilogy. Um, whatever the case is, I, I really want to see these three strangers come back for more. And uh, I can't believe with how much there's been talk about it over the years that nothing has come to fruition. Well, I just looked it up, and apparently there is a leaked script out there for Strangers 2. Really? Yes. According to IMDb. Hmm. That's interesting. Apparently it's in development, and there is a leaked script, and Liv Tyler has been signed on. No shit. Yeah. Well, that's what it says, but I mean, this is IMDb. (laughs) Right. Hmm. All right. So, Ash, what's your number one? What do you need to see? I want them to revisit the thing uh, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. With good effects and... (laughs) A decent script. Yes. More, please. Yeah, that was definitely one that was on my list as well. But I wasn't sure. Like, I'm not sure where to go with it. Maybe bring uh, maybe bring the creature stateside or something. I don't know. Something crazy. I'd love, to, I'd love to continue on in that world, though. It's awesome. Excellent. So, I guess that's a wrap, then. That's our five top five horror lists. I don't know what to call them. But there's five of them, and they're all top five lists. So, that's what it is. But, yeah. Awesome. That's our that's our Halloween episode. Thank you, uh, thank you guys for joining me. Some interesting developments here tonight. I have a little less respect and a little more respect for something. Um, but hey, what can you do? I hope you guys enjoyed our our thirteen days of Halloween special. Um, I'm sure we'll be back next year doing the same thing. Anything else to add, guys? Scream five. Come on, seriously, <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> Need it. Write the script. Make it happen. It is written. That's the worst part. <laughs> like, it, four came out. A week later, Williamson's like, yep, script's done. And then they got into a big old pissing fight and hate each other, love each other, hate each other. I remember We're that not doing now. it. Yeah. I don't care if it goes direct to video. I just want it. They could get all the CW rejects, <laughs> throw them in there, or just, you know what, Kevin, if you're listening, because I, I will tweet this at you <laughs> on Twitter. I'll do whatever you want, whatever you want to get that script. It'll be a secret. We won't tell anyone. Please. Well, there you have it. I guess that's a good note to leave off on. So thank you guys for listening, and I guess we will catch you next time. Are you adding Nightmare 2 to your list now of, like, favorite movies that should be burned? (laughs) God.